Oh, come on now. Is God a living hope or what? Is he a, is he a chain breaker, grave robbing God who sets us free in Jesus' name? Come on now. Can we give God a clap offering? Praise God. I was excited when they say we're going to the house of the Lord this morning. What a great day God has made. And, you know, the days go by fast. And before you know it, school's up. School starts this week, next week. And here we have our, our kids, uh, our children, the blessed children of God. That's right. Beautiful, accepted, loved children of God. Now, if you're a student, uh, whether you're in elementary, high school, college, uh, actually, just everyone be seated just for now. If you are a student in the audience, in high school, college, getting a master's, getting a doctorate, and whatever, would you stand up, please? Yes, yes. I want to pray for all the students, all the students that are going to start a new semester in school. Father, we pray to the name above all names. We pray to you, Lord Almighty. There is no God like you. And I pray for every student here, young and old. I pray your blessing over them. I pray your favor over them. I pray for your hand of protection over them. I pray for every student you would send a warring and ministering angel to protect them, to be there in the classroom, to keep them from harm. I pray that this semester would be a year of incredible friendships, a year of incredible learning, a year of incredible blessing. I pray that you would send them the best teachers, the best educators, and I come against, in Jesus' name, every indoctrinator that wants to indoctrinate them with an evil ideology that rejects who they are in Jesus Christ. I pray that they would be protected from that and that every child here would know that they are a child of God and they are loved by God. And I pray that you keep them and bless them all. I pray that no weapon formed against them will prosper. And when the enemy comes at him like a flood, God, you raise a standard against the enemy. I apply the blood of Jesus over every student this semester, this year. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Give it, give it up for our students again. Come on now, our kids. They're the best. You're all King's kids. You're all amazing. As they go, uh, every week, if you're new to uh, Church of the Savior, we pray for a church because we believe that there is only one church. And this week we're praying for Bread of Life Assembly of God, uh, Pastor Denny Whitworth. So stretch out your hands with me and let's pray. Lord, we pray a blessing over Bread of Life Assembly of God. We pray for Pastor Denny and his wife. Pray your blessing over his family. I pray a blessing of, over that church that there would be a soul-winning church and a discipleship-growing church. That your hand would be upon them. You would expand their borders and bless them beyond measure.
I thank you for them today. And we pray for your anointing, favor, protection, and blessing over them in Jesus' name. Amen. I said good morning. How you doing? Good to see you. My name is Bill Reeser. I'm the pastor, one associate pastor here, pastor of Encounter. I'm grateful uh, to see everyone here this morning. I want to talk to you this morning about the battle over my identity, but I want to share a story real quick with you before we get started. You know, I lived in New York City. I lived right outside Chicago. I lived right outside Los Angeles for a, a while. I've seen everything, almost everything, and I've been to a lot of great things, but I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that the greatest show on earth that you'll ever, ever witness and be a part of, without a doubt, is to go to a New York City Italian wedding. There's nothing like going to a New York City Italian wedding because you're going to see some crazy stuff. You're going to see loud talking, shouting, music, great food, dancing, an argument, a riot, a fight. Something is going to happen at a New York crazy Italian wedding. And every time that me and Carolyn have attended one, we've attended many, uh, we come out with saying, did that just happen? And it gives me a lot of sermon material. For, in for example... <laughs> We went up to my cousin, Michelle, uh, was, was getting ready, was marrying Ricardo, just a wonderful man. And they got, they got married, and they were getting married in the Catholic Church, and it was a beautiful ceremony. And uh, during the ceremony, the priest kept calling Ricardo Eduardo. <laughs> the whole ceremony. And I said it once, I looked at Carol, and I said, did you catch that? Called him Eduardo. And he kept on saying, here we have Michelle and Eduardo. Everyone's laughing because no one could believe the guy, the priest has got the groom's name wrong. Finally, Ricardo had enough. He stops him in the middle of his wedding ceremony in this mass. You know, it's got, it's got to be a mass. And he stops him and he says, my name is Ricardo. The priest looked at him, looked at him and said, that's okay. I call you Eduardo. <laughs> Who does that? Who does that? There I have sermon material. Now listen, it's not a big deal to get a name wrong, but it is a big deal to get your identity wrong, to get it robbed and compromised. And how you introduce yourself to others will actually tell you what you believe about your identity. And I want to help you introduce yourself to others differently. I don't want you introducing yourself by what you do, what's been done to you, what your vocation is. My identity is I'm not a pastor. My identity is I'm a king's kid. I'm a child of God. I'm loved. I'm forgiven. I'm free in Jesus' name. That's who I am. And so I want, you, I want today's talk to help you discover or get your identity reinstated I'm not sure if you know this, most of you do. There's an outright war to destroy, confuse, rob, and distort, and steal your identity in Christ. From the womb to the tomb, your life and identity has been and is still under attack and will be until the day you die. Seeing yourself as God sees you and calling yourself who the Bible says you are may sound simplistic, but most in the body of Christ miss it. Most in the body of Christ will spend an entire lifetime trying to become somebody they already are. 
when they can believe and receive who they are in Christ. And I'm going to remind you today, this morning, from the truth of God's word, some identity titles that you and I inherited when we were born again. This is who you are. This is how God sees you. This is what he calls you. But I want to give a disclaimer. I can only scratch the surface and don't have time to dig in deep on each of these identity facts of who we are in Christ. We would be here till tomorrow. Can you stay till tomorrow? No. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. When Encounter resumes for a special night of worship on August 18th, I'm going to do part two of this message. And then in the fall, when we resume in September, every Encounter event this fall will be a continuation of this message all the way through Christmas. And every child, every teen, every family, every person needs to be there. And here's why. Encounter will be hosting the most freeing deliverance ministry events restoring lost and stolen identities all fall. I hope you'll be there. And if you get what we're gonna learn this morning in your spirit and live it out, it's a game changer. And it will set you free because when the Son of God sets you free, you are what? Ah, oh, you're up this morning. I had five espresso shots. I'm rolling. <laughs> Let's talk about the spiritual side of things. The devil is obsessed when a child is conceived because the last thing he wants for a child is to be born. And then once that child is born, to live for Jesus Christ. And he fights tooth and nail. He's always after the seed of Christ. He has been for generations. Go back to the story of Christmas when Jesus came on the scene. Herod was trying to kill him. And then he sends out a decree that all the boys two and under have to die. Well, that story is being played out today because since 1973, more than 60 million abortions have happened just in the United States. That's just legal abortions, not illegal abortions. Just in the United States. You see, if he can't kill them in the womb, he'll destroy them on the way to the tomb. And all he has to do, you ready? Just one thing, make you miss your identity in Christ. Millions of people are walking around trying to be someone other than who God created them to be. Five people got that. <laughs> and frankly, it's just sad to see. Satan spends most of his time taking what God created, which is you, for good. And he perverts it, distorts it, he hurts it. Ultimately, he tries to destroy it. And if he can destroy what God intended for you to be, he has succeeded in creating an identity crisis that will eventually destroy your life. Let's talk about the how-to. The devil uses hurts, pain, conflict in your life to destroy your identity. Because here's the deal. If he can get you to be resentful, if he can get you to stay bitter, if he can get you overwhelmed with guilt, shame, regrets, and disappointments in life, if he can create an environment where you're rejected, abused, abandoned, cast out, and unloved, 
then what will happen is you'll take any counterfeit love that comes your way. And a lot of people think that because they have a certain tendency, a certain lust, a certain attraction, a certain fault, a certain habit, a certain coping mechanism, then that's who they are. And that's how Satan deceives us and keeps us stuck. He sort of takes it to another level because our identity gets messed up because we've identified ourselves with a particular behavior, a way of acting, thinking, attracting, desiring, responding. And we confuse that with who we are. Well, it's just like me to be this way. You see, unresolved issues always resurface in some form of compulsion and or character defects. They always do. And as a result, it's designed to give you a distorted view of who God is and his love for you and who he calls you. And when you live with those character defects for a long time, it's easy to confuse your defects with your identity. I'll give you a few examples. Hi, my name is victim. My name is abandoned. My name is abused. My name is unloved. My name is pain that never goes away. My name is anxiety. My name is insecurity. My name is worry. My name is gay. My name is transgender. My name is addiction. My name is unfaithful. My name is sinner. And hundreds of other identity titles that we allow the enemy to dupe us into thinking that that is who we are. But I want to tell you today, this morning, we are not our sins. We are not our strongholds. We are not our addictions. We are not our mental illness. We are not our problems. We are not our medical diagnosis. 